So you think you can tell Heaven from hell Blue skies from pain Can you tell a green field From a cold steel rail A smile from a veil What a band, eh? What a masterpiece this song is, eh? Hot air from a cool breeze Cold comfort for change Oh, they don't write them like they used to exchange A walk on part in the wall Yeah Was life just heavier back then, I guess? You know? Now it's all social media and like, what do you think fillers and Botox. If you'd never heard of Pink Floyd, okay, and you're on a playlist today, this song comes up. I mean, I would think it would grab you the same way it would have the first time you heard it. Like, God, how many... I don't even know if uh, how old I was when this song came out, but the first time it meant something to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's just the words are very powerful. Well, and the music, and it's... Such a killer song. When did she think it would be as good a song? How I wish. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why people still listen to this, you know? Yeah. But do they listen to it because it it was a big song for them, you know, when they were in high school, whatever? Or is it just because it's such a great song and it transcends time? I wonder what my daughter would think of this song if she was, you know completely open-minded and 14 hearing this song. Classic rock is like uh, experiencing a resurgence with teens. It is. And you know, that's thanks to like things like TikTok. Oh, where TikTok. Well, look at Gardens of the Galaxy, right? Like they they added a bunch of uh, classic rock songs in their mixtapes in the movies and mm. all of a sudden they would shoot up to the top of the charts. And kids, yeah. were, just, kids were watching yeah. it in movies. As soon as you get exposed to music like that and it's yeah. not from your mom or your dad. That's the key right there. <laughs> it not coming from your mom and your dad and from kids being on TikTok and Instagram. You're right. It shows up there and then they discover it. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, and if they discover it, then it can be from any era as long as it was their choice and not being pushed down like from their dad in the car. Although I'm sure some kids get into the music their dad listens to in the car I'm or not, mom. I'm not at that age yet where yeah. everything I say is stupid, right? Thank God. I'm not looking forward to that chapter of being a mom. Right mm. now, I'm still like my daughter's best friend i make sense everything i say is golden yeah. but i guess that changes oh at a boy. certain point oh boy my daughter and i fight all the time Do now you? well we bicker about stuff it's because my daughter will just never uh drop something and i'm probably bad with that too and what do you mean drop something like um oh she I, won't uh, let it go she, well, she always has a reason for, I'll be like, oh, um, hey, do you mind cleaning up your stuff on the counter? She's walking up the stairs to her bedroom. Okay. And then she'll be like, oh, well, I was coming down later to do it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but I want it done now. Well, I was coming down anyway. Why wouldn't you just like, why does it matter if it's not, you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't, everything is it, instead of being like, oh yeah, I'll get that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when she's you know what clearly would solve that? is not caring if she leaves it on the counter. Um, no, I just remember. Uh, when my my parents were divorced ever since I could remember and my stepmom would say stuff like that to me like clean up this do that 
Mm-hmm. And I just was under the impression like I wasn't really allowed to talk back, certainly to my stepmom, because she was a little bit more of a, not a stranger, but like wasn't somebody I could talk back to. I wasn't comfortable talking back to her. Yeah. She used to make me dust all weekend. Du- my dad would give me uh, my allowance, which I think was 10 or $15. And then I would have to dust the whole house mm-hmm. that weekend. If I had a friend come over, my friend would have to dust with me. Like the dusting had to be done. And I wasn't like, well, I'm not going to do that. I, I can't do that. I, I, I was going to do it later. Like I had to do it. Or, yeah. You know? Yeah. I know. I try and like... Uh, She's too comfortable with you. <laughs> well, I, you know, or it's like you pick and choose your battles, right? What oh, kind of yeah. relationship do you want to have? Do you want to always be like the hard ass? I, I mean, I definitely put my foot down. Yeah. And I don't tolerate uh, talking back and stuff. But yeah. then it becomes, oh, I wasn't talking back. I was just <laughs> expressing my opinion. <laughs> you don't want me to have an opinion? And then you're just like, oh, oh. just... Show up, like if you said you're going to be home at seven and you're not going to be at seven, home at seven, get, text us, call yeah. us, check in. Yeah. Well, I saw you, but you know what I mean? Like there's always an excuse. There's always a reason for why it wasn't oh done and you try and, you know, set a boundary. Do you think this is karma though? Like you get what you give when you were a no, teen? No, Because weren't you a little bit of a headache? No, it wasn't really. I mean, I like my mom and I butt head, butted heads and then she eventually kicked me out of the house when I was in grade 11. But, Did she really? Yeah. But I mean, I was doing my own laundry we all had chores to do around the house and uh why'd she kick you out um i mean because we butted heads on things like i if i felt like something was unfair i'd speak my mind and mm-hmm. i was probably like my daughter a little bit yeah you know, and then you went and lived, lived with your dad yeah yeah oh, maybe it was time maybe who right? knows who knows uh you know on our show today we were spending some time talking about cheating and uh, who you're allowed to be mad at if your significant other cheats on you. Like, can you be mad at the other person? Mm-hmm. And we, there, there was, you know, we never really came to agreement on it. Maura thinks it's really never the other person's fault. And I think they, they play a role if they know you're uh, in a relationship and they throw themselves at your partner, then you have the right to be mad at them. That's I've, what I I've think. been the other woman before too, guys. What do you mean? Like, oh, a guy uh, fooled around with you and was in a relationship? He was in a relationship. I think he may... This is going way back. This is in Montreal when I was in university. This guy had a girlfriend and him and I just connected and we were in the same circle of friends and we really got along well. And then it kind of started getting romantic, but... He said to me, you know, it's, I'm trying to break up with her. I'm just finding the right time. So we kind of started fooling around and then. You bought the line. Well, he said he was trying to break up <laughs> with her. That's what every guy says. I was interested in him like on a serious level, not just mm. like a hookup. And uh, he eventually uh, did break up with her and told her about me. And I was horrified. I'm like is she going to come after me? Like that I have nothing to do with this situation. You were supposed to wrap that up, you know, like why are you throwing me under the bus? Cause I wasn't, I, I was like, you know, very happy to wait for him, but he was like, it's complicated. It's going to take me some time. Maybe they did live together. I don't know, but we were young. It's like early twenties, but I remember the drama and I remember being scared of running into this woman because maybe she would think it was me. But anyways, we didn't even end up being in a relationship afterwards. It was too much drama. 
Yeah. It's too much drama. The drama's never worth it, I would say, looking back at that and me being afraid to run into her. I don't know. <laughs> you guys think it was a line? I, I'm just saying from my past experiences, I've actually quite enjoyed the drama. It's made it, it's made it quite entertaining. Yeah, I think it's a line for most. I feel like I, I can speak on behalf of guys. I don't, uh, you know, speak so openly with other women about things like cheating and what you use to, you know, convince them. But uh, it seems like guys, that's one of the lines they say is like, oh, my relationship's pretty much over. I'm and, just trying you know, to wrap it up. Yeah. Like um, we knew a couple of coworkers. Yeah. Um, in a building we worked in and this guy was hitting on the girl and she was interested in him and they didn't report to each other really okay and uh but he had been living with a woman but he said it was over but okay. it turns out the whole time it wasn't over oh, she shit. was like a side piece and that was the line that he uh oh. gave her was that like oh yeah it's over uh, it's complicated but it's over and uh it so wasn't over it wasn't over yeah you know, and then she, yeah, and then she probably felt really guilty, eh? Well, she, I think she felt uh, like it Used? was just that she'd been lied to. You mm. know, mm. Um, what's your experience, well, Bundes? You like this drama? Yeah, but he—you never cheat on people. You're just the other guy. Uh, I have had women cheat on their partners with me, and I—but I've never cheated on a girlfriend that I was dating with. I've. I've had women that were in relationships and like I've told them, look, you know, I'm not interested in doing this if you're going to if you're dating someone. So like figure it out. Mm. And then the ensuing drama of them not wanting to let go because they're still so interested in you and they keep texting you and keep calling you. And, and then you keep putting them on hold like you just got to break up with the guy like and then you can have me. You know, <laughs> I find it I find it quite entertaining. <laughs> I've had married women, I've I, all kinds of things. Man. Married women. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, because they know that especially if they know you a little bit they know that you're kind of open to new experiences you're okay with casual relationships so to them you might be that little dalliance that little vacation from their life that they can jump into without much drama you know mm-hmm. yeah it's probably the case i mean you I don't think- know it's just fun i find it fun it's it's definitely dangerous though like you don't want to hurt people and i never want to like I never intentionally want to ruin someone's life. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, there was an experience not long ago that I had with someone who I was, I really liked. I thought they were great and was, was someone I actually considered like I could see myself dating, but I, they were in a relationship and it wasn't like a relationship that was, you know, a couple months old. They had been living with this person for several years and there was such a sweet girl that like, I, I I felt too guilty to want to like destroy that. Like I knew the opportunity was there. She she made it clearly obvious that she was like really interested. She, it's it seemed like her <laughs> life was boring, and I was giving her this new excitement. Yeah, you were going to be the vacation from her life. And had I decided to make a move, it would have been a, a done deal. But I f- I felt too guilty because. I know me and I knew that like I I could screw this up and I don't want to I don't want you to destroy, you know, however many years of your life with somebody you have a home together for potentially a couple couple fun nights. I bet you were flirting with her leading up to that point though. Oh, my god. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you were like you were I was you, the you were such a tease. Yeah. Like in a way you're fishing, you're yeah. throwing the line out there. She bites and then you cut the line oh. and you're like, "Go, get away. I'm not really going to bring you on my boat." <laughs> You know, sometimes, sometimes just knowing that you can have it is just as good as having it yourself. Right. Yeah. When you get that, yes, I would have been interested if my situation was different. 
I'm trying to think if there's ever been a time where someone's kind of like hit on me knowing that I was married to Deb and I I don't think Hasn't uh, it happened at my bar? Didn't you get like a pro- oh, proposition? Yeah. yeah, but they don't know <laughs> Yeah, I They came, didn't know you were married. That's right. Yeah. I came by your bar and there was somebody sitting there and they were alone and they were like DTF <laughs> like 100%. And that doesn't happen often. Yeah. But I just And you uh, were like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. Uh, and well, I was just sort of like, "Oh, that you know, it was <laughs> In a way, not flattering, because I think she was DTF with just about anyone. But <laughs> What uh, did she say? How did you know she was DTF? I could just Do you remember tell, the line? Oh, God, I don't remember exactly, but... Uh, it was quite an invitation, wasn't it? Was it was, like, obvious, because I know the bartender at your bar, and yes. I chatted about it after, and it was like, I'm like, is it just me, or... <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> It was exactly what you think it was. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not looking for that. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's ever, ever been a case since Deb and I have been together where somebody who was close with me kind of made a pass. Right. Or, or has someone ever said, and it's not a pass, but it's more of like, well, I wish circumstances were different or... Yeah, not, not, not even, even that. that. Not even that. Mm. Yeah. I think women... And I mean, I don't know for sure, but just from the experiment with the bar, the stuff that I hear that goes on, the propositions, the offers, I think women are more forward about it than men. Maybe men are just sending out the eye, but the women are making the offers like, and I'm, and my husband gets offers all the time and I'm, everyone knows it's a family business and I'm just upstairs. Yeah. You're there you can all the hear time. our child running back and forth. The chandeliers in the bar like vibrate because <laughs> of our child's footsteps. And people will still hit on like your husband. Cut and, all uh, the guys behind the bar. I, I noticed that too. Like in my earlier 20s, it was definitely me trying hard to get, you know, a woman to be interested. And as I got later in life into my later 20s into my early 30s, it, it completely changed. The women were way more forward. Is it because the women are older? Like I guess I guess, guess there's like more experience, more confidence. They yeah. they, they, they they you know they ha- had sex before. They're a little more experienced with their own sexuality, and they know what they want. They cut to the chase, and they're also there's a better chance that they're bored. That's true. You too. know, they're in a relationship where it's not going anywhere. Like there's some cases uh, where I wouldn't blame somebody for cheating on their significant other because mm-hmm. they're getting no attention at home. Yeah, you never know what's going on at home, right? That's the other thing. Yeah. You villainize people, but you don't know the whole story. Uh, yeah. You sometimes never know you, the whole story. Sometimes you hear like a pretty good chunk of the story. But you don't hear the rest. <laughs> you got to hear two sides. Like, let me give you an example. Okay. I know a couple, mm-hmm. okay, loosely, through people. Okay. But this guy won't really have sex with his wife, ever. Like, Ever. Could, what, what would be a dry spell where you would eventually consider cheating on Matt? Whoa. If he'd like refused to have sex for how long would it need to be? Well, is it a medical reason nope. that he's refusing to have? Nope. It's just, just a refusal. It just doesn't seem to be interested in you sexually. Almost like imagine if you married a gay man oh. and, uh, and you know, maybe that's the case. I don't know what the example, what the reason why this guy won't have sex with his wife is. Mm-hmm. But if it happens, it happens once every year, year and a half, that kind of thing. Before I cheat on that person, I think I'd want to see if we could go to therapy. And if that person was unwilling to address the issue and communicate through it, yeah. now I have a problem. Yeah. And if you don't want to break up your family because you got kids, you got a house, you got all this stuff. In that case, I could see somebody having the right to go out and get attention somewhere. If you're not getting any at home. You wonder if the guy would have been game for that, though, if she had just said, well, listen, 
open relationship. Do you mind? Yeah, I will. I'll play safe. I'll, you know, I'll keep it to myself. My suspicion is that he was either cheating on her or he had a pornography addiction and wasn't uh, interested in her sexually because she couldn't live up to the fantasies that he's got playing out in front of him on a screen. He could be asexual too. I know people. He could be asexual. He could be. He could be a homosexual. There's lots of reasons why people could not yeah. want to engage with somebody sexually. Um, but anyway, all that to say is like, if she cheated on him, I'd be like, good for you. You know, you went and you finally <laughs> found somebody who wanted to treat you the way you wanted to be treated. How did the situation end? I, it hasn't ended. It ha- oh, it's so, ongoing. Oh, so we don't know if she's seeked other. Oh, I know. I don't think she pleasure. has. No, no, I don't she's think just she's kind of there. I think she's just living through the process. Right. Oh, yeah. wow. Years of like that. I, I, I I don't understand that because I know if there was no reason for Deb to not engage with me. Yeah. And uh, she wasn't engaging with me and she was always like not interested, too tired, you know, never paid attention to me. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I could see myself cheating and I could justify it mm-hmm. because I'd be like, and I, I would probably, you know, be open about it. With her. And I think she knows that. Like, if she ever cut me off for some reason, mm-hmm. I'm going to find it somewhere else eventually. Yeah. You know, if there's a medical condition or there's something going on, that's different. But that's different. If she's just lost interest in me sexually, which I could totally see how that <laughs> could totally happen. <laughs> no, but if she did, yeah. and, uh, and she was no longer interested in being with me, but I didn't want to break up the family at this point, then I might be able to justify to myself mm-hmm. having a side uh, relationship. As long as the person in the side relationship knew what was going on. Yeah. You know, I think uh, I think it's always better to be open in that instance. Because yeah. I, I, I would assume that you would be talking to each other about the lack okay, of so sex. Okay, so then what would happen like, okay, so I'm open with Deb. And by the way, this is not the case. This is like a hypothetical <laughs> scenario. You guys have a great sex life together. Yeah, it's, I, I, I think it's, lucky. you know, for people who have been together as long as we have, I have no complaints at all. Yeah. Um, we're holding our own. But... If I'd said to her, look, you know, it's been six months since we've done anything. Mm-hmm. You don't seem interested in me. And if she said, oh, well, I'm just, I don't feel very sexual these days. And I'll be like, okay, but you know, this is a need that I have in my life. And if you can't provide it, I'm going to go somewhere else. If she says to me, uh, well, nothing's going to change, but you, I don't want you to do that. We've had the conversation. Mm-hmm. I've told her what I'm interested in doing if it doesn't improve. And if she still says no, again, I think I'd be able to justify cheating on her in that scenario. I think the first step would be um, seeing a sex therapist. And I think that sex therapists are great, you know, and that's what they're there for. for, And there are times in people's lives when that sex drive dips and it could be based on age. It could be based on your health. It could be based on a million things. I mean, but, yeah, I, I feel I mean, so bad having this conversation because it's, it's so far from the truth. I know. I'm just saying in I the know. in the scenario which I know about, and if it was my life, I'd be able to be like, yeah, some girl wants to hook up with me, and she knows that I'm married in a somewhat dysfunctional marriage. Yeah. Boom. The most ideal. I mean, Bundes, would you? What would you think to that? Think it, would you be like, oh, Tucker's such an asshole. He just uh, fooled around with someone. I know you're a big believer in just get out of the relationship you're in. But when you when you like have kids and a whole like setup, it it's definitely pretty tough. Especially if you can't afford to live on your own in that lifestyle. Mm. 
you know I, I, I think it's i think it's a pretty it's pretty fair because when you when you enter a marriage with someone you're entering you're entering like a contract and like the whole that's like that's part of the deal like sex is part of the deal when you enter a marriage it's always been like that that's why like you you're never supposed to have sex before marriage until you got married like so yeah. I, I think if if one person is negating their obligation to their partner and you've had the conversation about it and nothing's going to change I think then you are within your right to like seek what it is you're after in life somewhere else mm mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's different. Like if there was a if there was like a medical reason where like she someone physically couldn't anymore, then I don't think you're justified in doing something. Well, like then that. you would have to like have that discussion again. You'd have yeah. to have like a discussion where it's like you're not able to have sex anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, what are we going to do, do about yeah. this? But it, but at the end of the day, I mean, like it's, should, yeah, it's between the two people. So if if you were to say that and she still didn't agree to what what you, or how you're feeling and she still didn't want you to sleep with anyone else, but she didn't want to you know, engage with you. Well, if you do it, then you get soaked for everything in the divorce. The best thing to do in that case is to get out. Unfortunately, like if if it's, if it's destroying your life. Oh yeah. If you're in an unhappy relationship, no amount of money, like I'd rather, I would rather live in a one room apartment. hundred percent. Happy. Yes. Than in a mansion. Unhappy. Yes. You know what I mean? Life's oh too God. short to be unhappy, but. Absolutely. Not everybody's of that mind though. Some people are very attached to the things they have and they can't imagine, you know, drawing a line in the middle of it and taking half and leaving, going the other way. Mm-hmm. Anyway. They're just things. Yeah, well, that's what I, that's how I feel. Yeah. Unless it was my boat. And then I'd be like, damn, <laughs> wait, you can't break the boat in half, it'll sink. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I could live on a boat. I could live on a, like a... You could live on a boat. 35-foot boat. Our uh, studios are literally on the water. You could just I, I tie it up here in the morning. I can't tie it up here. You keep asking me to tie up my boat <laughs> at work. I can't. I'm not allowed. It's crazy. The Toronto Port Authority will not allow me to just store my boat off the side of our building. Doesn't seem fair. Yeah. Oh. Slide somebody a 20 or what? Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad that my wife and I are on the same page with all that. Yeah. In terms of like just being interested in each other. It still seems to be the case. Surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well. How I wish you were here. Well, as always, thanks for listening to the podcast and don't go anywhere because it continues with the Daily Take Two. Yeah. Coming up next. Running over the same old ground. What have we found? Same old fears. Wish you were here. It's Tucker and Mora. Is it ever okay to blame the other person if your partner cheats on you? Yeah, I'm still getting DMs about those heart emojis I send to people when they text the radio station. And it's all based on this woman who found through her boyfriend's phone some texts with me and her boyfriend. And I was sending him heart emojis. And she's like, what are you doing? How dare you? <laughs> You've never even met the guy. I don't even know. I've never yeah. met him. Don't you think... If the person is going to cheat. Okay, let's just bring up me, for example, with Deb. Say Margot Robbie starts working here, okay? Yeah, yeah. She's smart. She's funny. She's <laughs> okay, super we get hot. It, we get it. <laughs> so she's got, all, she's got all the things covered. But I'm also happily married. But let's just say 
I start throwing myself at Margot Robbie and hitting on her and saying, we got to go out. You got to like give me a chance. And she's like, what about your Deb at home? I'm like, Deb and I are already done. We're just living together now. Like, let's just say I go out of my way to hit on her. Yeah. We hook up. We start like fooling around regularly. Deb finds out. Deb has no right to be mad at Margot Robbie. Right, I've, because you told Margot Robbie yeah. that her and you and Deb were done. How do you but, know what that person said to the other woman? If I'm like just going about my day and Margot Robbie's always coming in and she starts sitting on my lap and like, you know, making all kinds of inappropriate <laughs> yeah, moves. Yeah, but you shouldn't yeah. let her sit on but your I, lap. I, I, let's say I'm not. Let's just say she's like coming up and forcing herself on me. And I'm like, you can't. And like, if she's really going out of her way to hit on me and to throw herself and try and seduce me mm. and she knows I'm married and I say to her, look, I'm happily married. I'm not interested and she keeps pushing and I'm like, I can't resist anymore. Well, there, there. Then maybe, you can't resist yeah, anymore. You then, failed. You but, failed. But then maybe I might get, say that Deb has the right to be mad at both of us instead of just me. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, will never happen. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. Gazia says, uh, I would never think it's okay to go after the other person. because Not you, even Margot Robbie you in that scenario? Know. You don't know what they were told. You don't know what they yeah. were told. Yeah. yeah. Leanne says, uh, my ex had an affair and I phoned the other woman and... Gave her a piece of my mind. Yeah. She wrote it a bit differently than that. <laughs> I know, but she I, said she knew that he was married. Yeah. Uh, so she participated in that. Charlie sent us a text, mm-hmm. too. He said, if Marco Robbie worked at your radio station, she'd be all over Bundus. Not you, Tucker. <laughs> no, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you where you're wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah? I'll tell you where you're wrong you're, in that one. He's wrong? Margot Robbie, by the way. <laughs> She's going to want the one she can't get. She knows she can get Bundus. Tucker is the, ooh, the forbidden oh, fruit yes. that's married that she can't lock down. And that's going to drive her towards me and away from Bundus. That's a really Just good say. point. T- Bundus is an easy get. There's no doubt about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Margot Robbie wants Bundus. Uh, what uh, time's available? Well, Friday's taken, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday are wide open. So. Steve says, um, this seems a little too well thought out, Tucker. Yeah, well, again, Margot Robbie's not coming into work here. Is it ever okay to blame the other person when somebody cheats on you? I mean, you blame your partner who cheated on you, but is it ever okay to go after the other person who who knows what kind of story they've been told? Emily wanted to weigh in on this. Emily, what's your take on it? The person that is doing the cheating. So if we like talk about the Tucker and Mar- Margot Robbie scenario. Okay, so I'm married to my wife, Deb. Margot Robbie yeah. comes into the equation. Yeah. So Tucker, you have the moral obligation to Deb. You're the one that is committed to Deb. Yeah. Margot Robbie never said she wanted to commit to Deb, so she has no moral obligation. She can work without one. any rules of engagement at all. 
Right. I mean, I think it's still kind of shady, but it's not her fault. She never agreed. She never signed up to being committed. You're the one that signed up to being Yeah, and I would agree with you if I went after Margot Robbie, but if Margot Robbie's throwing herself at me daily, and then there's like the Christmas party, and then we're both a little drunk, and then like, she's like, you know, all of a sudden we're picking up our jacket in the closet, because, you know, uh, we we were time to go home, and she just starts making out with me, because I'm irresistible, (laughs) Emily. (laughs) So when you and Deb got married, did you at the altar, you were saying your vows and you're like, listen, Deb, I'm 100% committed to you till death do us part, except maybe if Margot Robbie throws herself at me. Ah. And then we're cool, right? Well, you know, everyone jokes about that celebrity exception list, right? To be clear, when I got married, I said I'm 95% committed to you. (laughs) I left that door open, but that's just me. That was our arrangement. Margot Robbie. And everybody knew, then you're good. Margot Robbie could believe that Tucker is her soulmate and it's Tucker's job to tell her that she's wrong because Tucker's made the moral obligation to Deb. If she comes up and just starts making out with me now, can you get mad at her? No, because it's your job to stop her. Yeah, but what if it's not a one-way street? You don't make it. You don't like half make out with someone. Yeah. You're either engaged back or you're not in making out with her. You're just standing there and you're pushing her away. Okay, Emily, you agree with Maura that you can never blame the other person, no matter the scenario. Tracy, what's your take on this? So if they know each other, yes, I think you should blame the other person as well. Because if they know the status of the person they're texting or talking to, yeah, oh, absolutely, you you should, or somebody should call them out on it. And I think that... Tucker, you're like a little madman fantasy here of somebody coming and slapping your, themselves on your lap is also ridiculous. Mm, it's super ridiculous. <laughs> you haven't seen how inviting my lap is. <laughs> Very comfortable. I'm like n- next to Santa, probably the best person to have a seat on. <laughs> we got a text from the 905. He says, my wife has a thing for Mark Wahlberg. And if I saw him on the street, I would punch him in the face. <laughs> Every time. Done anything. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, uh, is he uh, not happily married? <laughs> Doesn't matter. This guy's going to punch him in the face. Oh, man. <laughs> it's Tucker Amora. Is it ever okay to blame the other person when your partner cheats on you? You know, the other person's there. Uh, they, they apparently have not made any commitment to being, you know. In a relationship. Uh, they they ha- can do whatever they want. It doesn't matter, according to Maura. Okay, this it's person never, is yeah. on your side, Tucker. Yeah. From the 905 Be Real, you're still going to be mad at that person if they're throwing themselves at a committed person. Some people just love a challenge. Mm-hmm. That behavior is disrespectful. Nobody would want that done to themselves. Even the chaser. The chaser is not 100% guilty or 50% to blame, but they were participating and they were in the wrong. It's the same way that I wouldn't, uh, if a friend of mine uh, started fooling around with Deb and they're like my buddy, Mm -hmm. like a best friend or something, Mm -hmm. I have a right to be mad at that person because it isn't though, because what you're saying is it's never ever the fault of the other person. It's only your partner that has to make that call. Uh, a best friend kind of did make a commitment to you as well, not on an altar or anything, but a commitment to a friendship with you, and that was breaking that. So ah. I think you have a right to be mad at that person. But so does a coworker yes. that you work with every day that knows so that exactly, you are married. Exactly. You're saying it never matters ever. 
It's only a random stranger in a bar where, that you're lying to. That's the only time that you really exactly. can't get mad at the other person. But if that person knows that you're, if you're they're in, in your life, yeah, if they're man. in your life, they can be blamed if they're stepping out of line. Uh, Laura, what's your take on this? All right. So it is never, like, I, I've never understood why women get mad at the other woman for her man cheating on her. Mm-hmm. Like the onus isn't on her for him to be faithful. It's on him him Mm. or it's on that person's partner to be faithful regardless of who the other person is you can't hold that other person responsible for your significant other's actions but if i hit on mora i know her husband very well Mm -hmm. if i hit on you constantly like (laughs) hey mora like look at all the time we have to hook up like we're together every day (laughs) your husband's busy you know let's just have sex all the time you know before work whatever yeah okay we hook up I walk into your bar, your husband finds out that we're fooling around. I walk in your bar, I sit down, and he has no right to be mad at me. Um, well, I'm not his best friend. I mean, Matt came into my life through you. Through me. And if we, our relationship ended, so would my relationship with Matt, probably. I think the grudge should be with me. Yeah, and- so I should sit down there and he should be totally fine with me sitting there, even though I totally convinced you that we should be hooking up. I will tell you, yeah? the tequila you order might taste a little funny. <laughs> right? Father Colin has texted us, guys. Oh, Father Colin. Father yeah. Colin yeah. will give us the the definitive answer. Okay. okay, are you ready for this? Father Colin. This is a real priest. He yeah. says, in many weddings, I ask everyone who's there, will you support and care for the couple? Will you sustain and pray for them in times of trouble? Give them thanks in times of joy. So... If both people aware are aware that the person is married, then you must blame them both. There is a but. But if a coworker wasn't invited to the wedding, it's uh, like free reign, right? But if one person holds back that information, then the person who holds that information back is solely to blame. That from the lips of a priest, everyone. Mm, okay, thank you, Father. Call Get thee to confession. Forgive me, Father, for I may have sinned. <laughs> I, I, coming up with that Margot Robbie scenario, I don't know. <laughs> It's Tucker and Mora. If they were going to design a McDonald's meal around you, what would be in it? I know. It would be in my meal. I know it. Yeah. BTS just got their own uh, signature McDonald's meal. Mm-hmm. So if you order the BTS signature order, mm-hmm. you'd get the 10 nuggets, you'd get a medium fry and a medium drink, mm-hmm. and they'd serve that with some sweet chili and Cajun dipping sauces inspired by recipes from McDonald's South Korea. Oh, cool. Okay, so that's the BTS. It's nothing special. It's basically what my kids would order. If you can order the Moji. <laughs> I would put down um, the breakfast sandwich, your classic um, egg McMuffin with the mm. bacon, though. Yeah. Then you're going to get a coffee, and then you get the McFlurry for dessert. You get uh, the medium size, and you don't get to pick what you want in it. You get the way I like it, okay, which is with the one. Oreo, the score, and the hot fudge sauce on top. Ooh. You're welcome. Bundus. First of all, it'd be called the Bunder Wonder because <laughs> this sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is this a sandwich yeah. that's on the menu or is it like a combination of things? It's a combination of things that'll be on the menu. Okay. So picture a Big Mac, but instead of 
two patties, what you're going to do is you're going to take two McChicken patties, oh, right? Oh, I'm on board. Bottom yeah. and top. Yeah. Then you got the bread in the middle, and then yeah. you get a quarter pounder thick boy with cheese <laughs> on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right? But, it, but instead of like some special Big Mac sauce or ketchup, you're getting sweet and sour lathered oh. all over that burger, along with your lettuce and your tomatoes and your pickles and stuff. I would like if they layered underneath that quarter pounder and that bread in the middle. I would like it if they layered some of the fries like right underneath that. So or it's one like of those hash browns. One. What about or a hash, hash brown? That's a good idea, Laura. That's a good idea. Stick a hash brown in there. Ooh, <laughs> oh, baby. yeah. Hash brown <laughs> Got, inside. Got to get that Ooh. crunch. Man. I think I know what you would pick. I'd be like you. I'd go Egg McMuffin with bacon. I'd go medium fry, and I'd go medium Fruitopia. Fruitopia? <laughs> did, did, doesn't Fruitopia even exist anymore? I thought they, that company Are you like a Fruitopia guy. <laughs> It's like the closest thing to fruit punch. I like me a good fruit punch. It's a tasty beverage. Why don't you just have a big pile of sugar on the side? Why don't you have a big pile of shut up? <laughs> Let me order what I want at McDonald's, all right? All right, all right. All right. Yeah, like, Bundus is building this thing that is literally like a foot high I with every patty they have, including No problem hash with Bundus' yeah. menu. He's got layers of french fries in there. I order a Fruitopia, and you're like, what? Loser. Loser. What are you, six years old? Come on. Pairs nicely with your vodka crayon, huh? Oh, oh my God. Oh! Burn, burn. <laughs> burn, Bundus. I love it. Are you done? Oh, sorry. You said Fruitopia. Sorry. That's funny. I didn't uh, even know that was on the menu. Getting a couple of texts about Fruitopia. Oh, yeah? Do you think they love the Fruitopia? You know what the best part of Fruitopia is? What? It makes you want to drink more Fruitopia. <laughs> it, it, ne- it never quenches your thirst. You drink it, there's so much sugar in it, you just it leaves you wanting more. Mm. Exxon says, Fruitopia from the fountain drink is the best. Yeah. You just have to mix it with, with a little bit of water because it's so sweet when you just leave it straight. Do you leave it straight? Uh, well, the ice. Ian says, 100% agree with Tucker on the Fruitopia. Sloan says, my 15-year-old does 75% Fruitopia and 25% Sprite. I mean, I look, <laughs> I'm not judgmental like Mora and Bundus. Sorry. I can appreciate your 15-year-old's combination. Mm-hmm. Not my jam. If I'm going Sprite, I'm going Sprite. 100% Sprite. Laura says, the best way to drink Fruit Punch. Yeah. Pour it down the drain. <laughs> now, maybe she meant... Your mouth is the drain? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's not healthy. Don't get me wrong. Like, I get it. If I'm going to have that, I'm probably injecting, especially if you get like a larger size. That's got to be 60 milligrams of sugar or something in there. Brad highly recommends the strawberry frozen lemonade from Tim's. Oh, yeah. 100%. (laughs) I get those too. When do you get that? That's like a treat on a Friday? It'd be like if my kids were in the car and they were ordering them. I'd be like, I'm not going to watch them drink that and not have one myself. I mean, look, you order uh, flurries, McFlurries, you know, and you have them Uber-eated to your house. That's different. And I'm an idiot for ordering a Fruitopia? Yeah, when I have sugar, Mm. I want to have sugar. I don't want to have a drink. I want to have a treat. What's your fountain drink, Bundus? You've been awfully quiet here. Ginger ale is about the only thing I drink oh, that's, that's got bubbles in it. That's an old man drink. Uh, if there was is it an old, old man, man or is it classic? Is it a classic <laughs> choice? You know who drinks ginger ale? 
My great uncle, Huey, loves a ginger ale on Christmas Eve if he's going to oh, cut loose. Well, that's last nice. time you even had a ginger ale, because I think you might be like slagging something that you don't realize don't is actually me, very tasty. I'm just saying, for somebody's ripping on me for Fruitopia. Because it's like, a child's dream. I'd rather be an old man than a child. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. At least I'll be taken seriously in the world. I'm young at heart, and I don't mind... I don't mind at all. Steve just texted us. Yeah. He says, what am I going to do with my salad I packed for lunch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Paulo sent us a text. He wants to know if when you order your Fruitopia at the drive-thru, does the McDonald's employee ask which toy you'd like with your meal? Oh. Hashtag Team Bundus and Mora. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Paul. Oh, yeah, you guys got me. <laughs> it's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.